Welcome to the heartland of America, as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring extravaganza. Tonight, eight of the toughest superstars of the WWF will bang heads in a grueling single elimination tournament to determine once and for all who is the King of the Ring. folks welcome to talking tourneys episode number 25 i am one of your hosts sam dimaccio and with me per usual dan rice dan how you doing i'm doing great sam feels like it's been too long it's been a while and guess what folks it's gonna be a while again uh i'm currently in the process of buying a house slash moving into a new house so my life currently topsy turvy so I'm glad we could hop on here real quick to talk about just like one of the all-time great tournaments. Right, Dan? It's People have been asking why we haven't done it yet, 25 episodes in. People have been asking, hey, you've done 24 episodes so far, 25. You got to hit it, right? You got to hit NWA Smoky Mountain, Smoky Mountain Cup 2016. You got to do it. Hey, you know what? We listened to the people here and felt like, oh, it's time. It's time to do it. Uh, Dan, I got a few things to get off here. Off the bat. I have gotten into collecting sports cards. What a terrible hobby that is. Uh, Just a gamble every single time out. So can I interrupt real quick? Yes. You are into professional wrestling to a sickening degree. Yes. You collect physical media movies. Yeah. Um, you play a lot of video games. Yeah. And now you got into sports cards. Absolutely. And your wife still with you. Wife still with me. Oh, man. Against okay. her better judgment. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm filling out rooms of absolute shit. It's incredible. Can't get over it, but gotta start collecting my Raymond Felton cards, you know. So, are you about to tell me that you found a great card and that's what bought the house? Yeah, I'm gonna start. That's actually how I'm gonna afford the house. I have told the bank, "Hey, I've started a new business. It's really gonna pop off." Um, 
essentially just like pre-writing some income. They were pretty cool with it. So going to get into the flipping game. You're flipping houses. I'm flipping cards. It's practically the same business. Well, it's exactly the same. So I just need to get that off my chest as I've been spiraling lately with poor decision making <laughs> financially, mentally. So if as we get into this, that just might be helpful information to know. Good to know. Put get to figure out your mindset. Exactly. You need to enter in with that understanding. So Well, the last time we tried to record this, you were very tired. And I, I like sleepy. let's not do it. Because this feels like a Sam episode. Like I need you at your peak. Yeah, I'm an old man, so anything past like eight thirty, we're just really biding our time um and hoping I've had a not bad day. Just like, hmm. Did I sleep well at all last night? No. I'm a zombie. I'm out of there. Can't do it. But we're recording at an early bird hour for me. Absolutely love it. And we're doing the NWA Smoky Mountain, Smoky Mountain Cup 2016 in part because, one, I selected it. And two, I selected it because I was at this show. I didn't even mention that briefly, previously, but I went down for an Atlanta wrestling entertainment show. They had Sammy Callahan versus Chip Day during the peak of I, it's definitely not the peak of Southern indie wrestling, but it's like the peak of southern india wrestling trying to break out from the pack there there was just a period that if you weren't on twitter you weren't online you weren't just had brain worms you didn't see but essentially before you have the action wrestlings of the world it was like oh that's one of the top indies in the country or the scenic city invitational having the consistency it has over the years it's like, oh, yeah, that's one of the major independent professional wrestling tournaments in the country every single year. It There was still a period where, like, oh, the Southern Indies are, quote, unquote, fighting for respect. Hogwash. But that is what it felt like for a period of time during the mid-2010s. We had the CWF Mid-Atlantics, which is not really Southern, but had that vibe um nwa saw i just conclude that for my own sake no one actually cared about it that much but awe really was one of those big promotions that felt like oh like this is some of the best wrestling going on in the country you gotta pay attention to this so decided oh i'm gonna make a weekend of it i'm also gonna go to a tournament i've seen for years online the smoky mountain cup it's a big deal for me so i trudged down there knowing i would see dylan hales down down there at both shows um, i was able to kind of meet up with him which was great well yeah that's kind of how we landed on this tournament and you just kind of well along with it correct yeah i actually you suggested it and i just went along with none of that information i was like okay 
Like, you can suggest that any tournament, I'll probably watch it. And I believe I texted you during the very first match. I messaged you saying, are you at this show? <laughs> Which, like, I didn't know, like, what was weirder. If you are at this show and I asked that, or if you aren't, then I asked that. But I'm like, I see him standing up in the crowd. He's there. And then it made sense. And then before before you even responded, I was, like, trying to look up shows around that. And I saw Chip Day versus Sammy Callahan. And I went, Sam's at this show. <laughs> Sam was at this show. Um. Great show, by the way. That was a real, a real hoot, hoot of a time. Um, one of my, I don't know, probably not, I probably don't want to say one of my favorite matches I've seen live, but it's close. It's up there. I but mean, the, that's not what we're talking about. Looks pretty good, honestly. I've never seen any of it. You've never seen any of what? The Chip Day, Sammy Callahan show. Oh, the whole show's pre- pretty darn great. I was yeah. a... Big fan, big fan. Um, I need to pull it up. It was AWE's homegrown. Also had Jimmy Rave versus AR Fox. Also had um, wrestling Twitter's favorite tag team. You know, everyone's talking about it. Everyone loves them. No one said a bad word ever about them. Team IOU versus, I don't know, this probably, name is probably not great. Spring Street Suicide Squad. Um, Martin Stone versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa. There was, oh, I forgot there's DJ Hyde in the show. Really, all the stars are here. <laughs> so, what more could you have asked for? But now the term, not the show we're going to talk about this evening. We're going to be talking about Smoky Mountain Cup. So, you watch this kind of sight unseen, just like, hey, Sam suggested, correct? Yes. I assume you've never heard a word about this turnout. I knew that the Smoky Mountain Cup existed. I didn't know anything specific about 2016. Wow, it's the best because I was there. And that's about it. And I also think that it's very funny that this is a tournament with six single matches and then a six-way elimination match as the final, which I believe is three of the 25 tournaments we covered has that format. (laughs) Who would have thunk it? It doesn't seem like it would be the most popular format. And yeah, everywhere. Everyone's doing it, Dan. Everyone's doing it. And we're just long for the ride. So, here we go. Let's talk the... One second, one second, one second. The roster. The folks in this tournament. We got Anthony Henry, Jimmy Rave, Sean Schultz, Timmy Lou Retton, Chase Owens, Jason Kincaid, Axton Ray, Kyle Matthews, Ali Shabazz, Jordan Cage, Ethan Case, and Leo Rush. Dan, off the bat, how are you feeling about that lineup? I mean, I, like I said, sight unseen, I like the lineup. I'm not, I don't know Jordan Cage really Mm. much about him. Not a big Ali Shabazz guy, but I mean... Jimmy Rave, Anthony Henry, um, Leo Rush, Jason Kincaid, um, Kyle Matthews. These are all guys I really, really enjoy. So I was I was pretty pumped looking at the lineup. Not a bad lineup. That's yeah. There's some names in there. There's some folks like, oh, hey, who would have thunk? Uh, so like Sean Schultz, NWA saw a guy, does stink. We'll talk oh, yeah. about it. 
He had a, uh, for some reason, he had a AIW run. Oh, yes. You're, so you're intimately familiar. I remember that. I remember he, that. Uh, I actually, that's right about when I moved away from Cleveland. Perfect. I'm yes. not, they're a little related. <laughs> you're like, ah, this fucker's in town. He has just kind of killed the territory. Gotta get out of here. Um, which, you know what? John Thorne's out here telling folks that AIW is about to pack up shop after JLet. So that's yearly <laughs> it's the yearly. annual indie promotion fucking overextends time Jay to go Litt has ruined me i don't know who asked him the i mean everyone's going nuts about it that like loves aiw but like who asked him the book chavo guerrero <laughs> <laughs> and now he's chavo guerrero's hype man yeah now he thinks now he's saying chavo's the best but i'm like that's probably the one that's bankrupting you right like he's the one that drew 150 people the night one yeah, what a who, what a who. That's, I was thinking it was super crazy, but what do I know? Wait, super crazy wasn't there. Super crazy wasn't there? Oh, I'm thinking Psychosis, who, who did end up showing. There. Yeah. So they I like to believe. Him with Matthew Justice, I believe. And they didn't announce, announce him. They made him a surprise, which was weird to make a guy who's there all the time a surprise. But uh, we don't need to get an AIW right now. <laughs> You know what? It's always a good time to get into AIW, a promotion I don't like very much. Um, Josh Prohibition, still wrestling. What the hell, guys? Get him out of here. Jesus fucking Christ. Anywho, uh, this is the last lineup. We're dealing with some some names, some local guys, obviously. It's not like all-star names, except uh, like Leo Rush's. Feels like the big hot name around this time period. Uh, and everyone in our circles, like Jimmy Rave is Jimmy Rave. But other than that, you know, feels like we're still not during that time period. Chase Owens is already in Bullet Club. I mean, whatever that means. So we'll get to that. But <laughs> I think it's important to note in 2016, what his status with uh, New Japan feels like at this point in time. But we'll get to that. Let's start with Anthony Henry versus Axton Ray, our first first round matchup. Dan, how are we feeling about, you know, a bright eyed, bushy tail? Not really. Uh, Anthony Henry versus Axton Ray, GCW star Axton Ray. I think there's an argument made that Axon Ray has done more with two AEW matches than a lot of people have done with like 50. He's on every poster I see with that AEW logo right next to him. Um, he's not good. Um, not good now. Wasn't good then. Uh, little baby Kerry Morton is the ref in this match. And... Anthony Henry's great. Um, the announcer spent a lot of time, though, trying to put over Axon Ray, who is just, like, continually bracing for every spot and looking over his shoulders and doing everything about, like, one or two seconds too slow. Um, that's kind of the story of the match, that, like, Anthony Henry is, like, hitting all this killer moves and Axon Ray is just doing his best to make it all look terrible. Um, like, the finish was really, really cool, I thought, where... Axon Ray's on the top rope, and Henry pulls his foot out, so he hits the back of his head, staggers into a vertebraker, except he staggers into a vertebraker, and then he jumps, 
about three seconds before Anthony Henry does the move. Yeah. So that's just I mean, it wasn't a ter- it wasn't a terrible match. It's just Axon Ray's not good. Axon Ray's not good. Just very funny that of all of these people, he maybe ends up being like you know the third most successful currently. <laughs> oh God. And, you know, one of it's because someone died. Um, but he'll take a win, you know? I mean, I think he has to be third. You can maybe make him fourth if you're being real generous. Like, he, that's crazy to think about. I didn't think about it in those terms. Uh, yeah, so, like, Anthony Henry's above him. AEW, regular. If I, you know what? Competing for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Good for Leo you. Rush. Leah Rush. So it's like, who do you consider higher, him or Chase Owens in 2023? That's what it comes down to, I think. I, I think you, I think you can, I think you would say Chase Owens. You would, but like you have to think for a second. Yeah, think for a second. I think the question is like Leo Rush. It where is he right now? What is he I think doing? He was just on Impact, and they're like thousands episode or something. Is that what he was doing? I think he was in okay. the main event. Yeah, I guess he's still around. He, yeah. I know he's still around, but I guess I didn't realize where he was. I thought he was injured for some reason. Uh, he's been back I for think, a little bit. I think him and Saban was the main event of the thousandth episode. That looks good. What the hell? <laughs> Why are we talking about that, Dan? Why is people not talking about Chris Saban versus Leo Rush? Yeah, I mean, some people talked about it. That's how I know about it. I damn sure didn't watch it. <laughs> and also, Leo Rush versus Kushida. Yeah, that sounds no awesome. Wait, we, we we talked about that match. That feels like not possible. Wasn't that on, not that match, but wasn't that a matchup in that terrible Lucha tournament? Or maybe oh, I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, they didn't face each other. I, they were, they were in both the tournament. In yes, yeah. correct. But no, they didn't face each other. Also, it's not 2023. That's true, too. But this match is fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> you look like you're having a hell of a time during this match, though. You know, Anthony Henry lighting someone up is a good time. I think it doesn't overstay its welcome. Henry beats the tar out of Axton Ray, who is indeed fresh and bushy tailed. He is a young youngster here. Um, I don't know if he was officially a teenager, but. It's close. He's very young. That's all I got. So, Anthony Henry putting him through his paces. Worthwhile to me. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, all right. All right. Are you ready to move on to the next match? Anthony Henry yep. runs with a cop killer? Or? Yeah. Okay. So that's how we're on this. Moving on. Jimmy Ray versus Kyle Matthews. Dan, it's Jimmy Ray versus Kyle Matthews. It was it was awesome. Uh yeah, it's I, I don't have a lot to say about this match because it's a match they've had a ton of times. And I don't know where like it's not gonna rank highly, but also it's tried and true. It's gonna it's good. It's top quality. You love to see it. But I don't have like a lot of depth here, Dan. It's funny. I put Jimmy Rave, Kyle Matthews, house show match, which 
it sounds more insulting than I mean it to be. Like, it's still awesome, but like you said, like it's not going to stand out to you in, in their pantheon of matches. Um, everything looks great. Everything, they, they I mean, they just beat the piss out of each other. And uh, I always love when Rave, like, cheats the whole match and then just wins clean. I don't know. I just, that's, I think it's a cool heel way to be. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. I think I'm with you there. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, this is one of the main reasons they actually came to the show. Or now, this is what got me excited to come to the show, slash maybe motivated me to take a full-on road trip rather than fly down to Atlanta. Which I should have just flown down to Atlanta, quite frankly. Nothing to do with this show. <laughs> but That's a long drive. It's a long drive. Like, it's the greatest hits of two guys who are some of the best wrestlers of the, do you say century? It feels, it's only been 20, we're 23 years in. Yeah. Does that count? I think it still counts. Okay. So, two of the best wrestlers of the century, at the very least, two of the best on the indies during that time period. And they just go out and have a banger in front of a crowd that, frankly, is not accustomed to either one of them being there. I did not have the volume on well enough, and there was a very tame crowd to tell you if the crowd bought into it. <laughs> but I was there. I was having a good time. So, yeah, I, I got nothing more to say here. I don't know if you didn't want to have anything you want to kind of lay in for Ray versus uh, Matthews. No, like I said, I think everything we're saying almost downplays it but it's just i don't want to like you sh if you if anything in the show like sounds interesting like if that sounds like you want to watch it you want to watch it um but there's not it's like i don't know it's almost like a popcorn version of their match where there's not a lot of meat on the bones like there's no like huge overarching story but it's just everything they do is great it's a really fun time rave wins with the cross face you know way way better than the first match yeah i think we are on the right path. On the right path. Well. And then we run into Sean Schultz versus <laughs> Ali Shabazz. Ali Shabazz, the human action figure. That's a great nickname. Then how you feel about that nickname? It's yeah, it's good. It's okay. good. Okay. Hey, you know what? We gotta look at the positives, Dan. That is one of my favorite parts about this match. Uh I think my one of my first notes is the back handspring into nothing bump from Ali. Ali is so funny. I contextually, it, I don't know what this match is doing. Well, it seems like they told Sean Schultz that Ali was going over and he's like, okay, but I'm taking the whole match. Um, because it's, it's borderline, like almost a squash at times. Like Ali will get like a, a hope spot, like a jawbreaker here and there. And then Schultz is right back to control. And the problem there is like, it's not interesting watching Sean Schultz on in control on offense. Yeah, it's very bad. And it's been that way forever for his entire career. Man has never had an interesting beat segment whatsoever, but he always wrestles. Like it's a five minute TV match that he's going to stretch out based proportionally based on how much time he has. Like, Oh, this little segment that's just bridging this match for the babyface comeback that should be like 45 seconds, maybe a minute, is now 
three and a half, four, four minutes. And it's not good, Dan. It's not good. Uh, no. And this is another one where Ollie doesn't get to show much. And when he does show, it doesn't look great. Like you said, there's the bump to nowhere. And then the finish is him winning with a small package. And it's the slowest small package you've ever seen. <laughs> where, like, you know they wanted to do, like, a flash pen. But it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I think I also have you know about like, hey, it just looks like a suplex where he holds the roll through, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look tight. It looks very loosey goosey. Don't love it. Don't love it. Just like at the same time, this match feels more indicative of what <laughs> you'll see on a normal NWA Smoky Mountain card as far as quality of of wrestling here. I know, I believe Ali Shabazz was definitely a regular at this time, but I don't remember if Sean Schultz necessarily well, was. This is like Ali's big return from injury, too, it sounded like, from the announcers. Yeah, yeah. So, very interesting, I guess. I don't know. It's not a good match. I wouldn't recommend you watch it. It's way too long. What are you going to do? Now, I've seen... Ethan Page versus Sean Schultz live, which seems like Sam's nightmare. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> Why would that exist? Dan, who did it? Why they did it? AOW. AOW. It was on Absolution, one of their, you know, their big WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, their big shows. That's, that's a big time match. <laughs> you know that. That's a real one. That's a real one. Oh, man. I don't know why I'm looking up Ali Shabazz's NWA Smoky Mountain run from 2016. There's not much. There's not a lot here, Dan. There's not. I say, is it a good run? No. Nah, not a lot here. Not a lot of meat on these bones. Oh man, he's also secretly old. He was 35 when that match happened. He looks it. Yeah. I don't know if I, I would say secretly. I didn't think he looked that old, but I don't know. I don't want to. You know, when I said earlier, like. Everything I'm saying, I, I mean, you know, I don't mean as harshly. I mean it harsher for this match. I just don't have the energy to like. I can like, like when we start, when you said let's talk about this match, I can put myself in the exact mindset I was in the middle of this match. It was exhausting. Yeah, it's just one of those matches that feel you feel drained after. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch the rest of this. I've got other things I want to do. And coming right after the Ray Matthews match. Exactly. Like, it's We're real. like, that was awesome. And they're like, no, 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 don't have too much fun. Settle down. You're doing too much. We're not, that's not this type of show. <laughs> this, is this is different. They're telling stories. Telling stories, Dan. This is what every indie promoter dreams of. You know, when they're talking about like, hey, this is what people come to see. They want people that tell stories, not wrestle exciting matches. That's who gives a shit. Good lord. Emilio Ryan versus Jordan Cage. Um, I don't know about you, but this started off, I thought, kind of awesome. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It kind of, it starts off with just like, I, I want to call them big guys, but in this show, they're big guys. Like, big guy grappling. Jordan actually does, like, some really good healing, like, running away. Um, And then Timmy Lou Retton does a lot of cool stuff I like, and they do, like, some cool 
crowd brawling, which is the the biggest problem with the match is it feels like it goes on a really long time. And it kind of meanders. But there are a lot of like individually cool spots in this match. Like just little things like Timmy Duncan under a Jordan cross body and and then some of the crowd brawling was cool. Um it just it it stays it's it overstates its welcome a little and then it ends with some manager shenanigans and a low blow low blow and a you know a, a legal pile driver because pile drivers are illegal in the NBA Smoky Mountain. Yeah, I think all in all, I thought this match was pretty good. That's where it kind of caps out, but for this show so far, I'm gonna take it. That's a W. Jordan Cage, ugliest man you've ever met. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine him as a baby face? Oh goodness, he couldn't pull it off. He couldn't pull it off. <laughs> What was your first impression of that man? That's the first time you've ever seen him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to spoil the show, but like I pulled up the cage match, so I was spoiled. He walks through and I go, he wins? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I just, I can't, I can't imagine seeing that man and being like, got to book him to win the tournament. Got to freaking book him. He's a, that's a star. No, it's, you know what? This match is all right. I think, Commentary is absolutely fucking on one here. First off, early on, Timmy hits a cartwheel off her apron to the floor, and the commentary decides to call uh, Timmy Lorette and chiseled, which <laughs> is not a descriptor you would ever use to des- describe him. He's big, he's burly, he's bulky, he means business. Goodness gracious, you've used the one descriptor for large, I guess, that you can't use on this man. Who is the uh, wrestler on commentary? I can't remember. No idea. Um, Whoever they are, there's some injured NWA Smoky Mountain wrestler. Um, They're asleep the whole show. Like they they're whispering. They seem bored. And it's just like you don't have to have them out there on commentary. (laughs) But they did. There is one line that I think is just completely out of pocket. They say, this is for the manager, who just absolutely fucks the whole match up. Not in, like, a bad way, but more so, like, interference and whatnot. I would commit suicide if Dylan Sizemore is president, and that's a shoot. (laughs) And I thought... What are we doing here, guys? What are we watching? The folks in the sh- the arena in this gymnasium have no idea what's going on. But now I'm like, years later, what is happening? You can't say that. You couldn't say that in 2016. Either. No, you could not. It's just. I missed that. That is really something. Oh. <laughs> I was losing it. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not That's... nearly invested in Dylan, Dylan Sizemore enough, clearly. But this man is, he is upset. He is, he is just going off. I, uh... That's one way to get, get him over. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't have, I'm not sure the feelings I had towards Dylan Sizemore after that happened. Sizemore is a good it's just one way. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. <laughs> so, uh, Drew yeah. Cage, he wins. 
it was fun. Fun is like what I would call it. Sure. I think that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's fun. Timmy Loren, I think, is a pretty decent professional wrestler here. Never really takes off in any meaningful way. Couldn't tell you necessarily why. Had a tag team at one point with White Mike. And it was awesome. And they were over like Rover. They broke up. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you. I thought Tim wanted to kind of go off on his own and try it. He had the, the tools, I think. But for whatever reason, never really connected or put it together in a in a major way. Sadly, Dan, it's Chase Owens versus Ethan Case. How you feeling? This was weird. What's um, weird about it? Maybe you can help me because you're there. Are are they both heels? No. Chase Owens is a babyface. I think. I, I would say what. they're closer to being both baby faces than both heels. I feels like Ethan Case starts the match trying to be a heel. Like he cheap shots them, lots of heel tactics, but then like you said, like they do both end up kind of being baby faces. I, I don't know. I just felt it was very confused. Um oh speaking of the announcers line, this is the only announcers line I believe I will, I wrote down. Bullet Club is on some of the biggest stages. But now, Chase is here. Yeah. I, All right, yeah. I don't think that came across the way he meant. And then, he is best known for his SmackDown match. No follow-up. I, I don't know what that means. Talk to I don't know what his, he had a match on SmackDown. I guess that's what we all know him from. That's Despite the sentence earlier talking about him being in Bullet Club. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have my issues with how it starts out, but then they kind of just abandon it and do like a 50-50 match, um, and it was fine. Um, Chase hits like a rolling elbow out of nowhere for the win, and they do like a big respect respect spot at the end, where, I mean, I kind of get what they were going for. Like, I'm sure Chase Owens is a big deal there, and he's trying to put over Ethan Case. It just, it, none of it really clicked for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think... Chase Owens, to me, still felt like, during this period, a fake New Japan pro wrestler. Like, he did not really feel a part of that company, to me, at this time, still. Even if he was, like, a somewhat regular. Um, but, like, he's in a stable... He is in Bullet Club when Cody Hall was in Bullet Club. So, <laughs> is that really being in Bullet Club? I don't think so. I think that's a farce. So there is that aspect to this. It's like, okay, Bullet Club is is leaving. It's going away. It's going to falter very soon. That did not end up happening, but it, it felt at the time that's what was going on. Was like, oh, this thing is dis- dissolving. Like Chase is just here as a warm body until... Omega, the Bucks, and Gallows and Anderson are gone. Just a weird situation, all in all. But he was coming in town like, oh, I am an actual member. I'm full-fledged. Now, that is the case. Chase Owens might be, what, he's in the top two or three rankings of Bullet Club? I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, you cannot definitely not call him fake New Japan. 
No, he is up there with... I actually have no idea anymore. I was about to look, and then I was like, oh, he fucking won two matches versus in the G1. Who is he? <laughs> Maybe he still sucks. Couldn't tell you. I'll back off that, I guess, for now. I mean, I think he just, through longevity, it counts. Hey, sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I like this match way more than you. Okay. I really like this match. I think it's real good. I think it's, like you said, it is a little confusing. It's like, would have been better or felt more at home here if the face heel dynamic was a little bit more clear cut. Didn't get that. Not what you have here. Uh, I think Ethan Chase, I, he's probably canceled at this point. Couldn't tell you. I really liked him during this time period. I thought he was a super underrated dude. Strikes looked good, even if he was a little slap happy at times. Still felt like he threw his way into everything. So I thought he was good. Chase, hometown hero sort of dude, gives that impression the entire match. So, yeah, I think it, it, it mostly works for me. I think there's not a lot I dislike about this match. It just might not reach any super highs here. And Jace Owens wins right after a pin exchange with a rolling elbow. Um, commentary confirmed to racists by calling it the roaring elbow. It's just a snappy match. The finish kind of comes out of nowhere, more or less. Didn't really build to it a ton, but it's like, okay, these two are throwing bungalows and really throwing some heaters. I'll take it uh, as far as just a win being snatched. That is where I'm at with Chase Owens for Seeking Case. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. It's Jason Kincaid versus Leo Rush. Dan, how are we feeling? I really like this. I mean, I like both these guys a whole bunch. I'm going to go on a non sequitur real quick and say I just watched a Jason Kincaid versus Ace Austin match from like last month um, for some reason on YouTube. And it features Jason Kincaid having a manager who's in an electric wheelchair. And that plays a pretty heavy part in the match. Perfect. And it's a great time. People should watch it. <laughs> but uh, this match uh, is pretty cool. The announcers, I like them bringing up that they met in the uh, Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament this year. And I need to put in even more backgrounds to the talking tourneys. They met in the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament. They met in this tournament. They were met in the first round of the CWE Elite Eight and the final of the Shane Shamrock Cup all in this year, 2016. Yeah, I, I, yeah they were definitely paired off a lot yeah. during this time period. Interesting decision. I have n no idea what the rationale behind it was. Because... I mean, I kind of, I mean, yeah, I, I like them together, but I don't know. I don't picture them as like, you have to have this match. Like this is the match you have to have. Um, Jason McCade's a heel here. I mean, he starts out with a cheap shot. Um, his manager gets ejected almost immediately. And um, it might just be because this is so, I mean, I don't know if it's early. I can't remember when Leo Rush first started to break out. I mean, I feel like he was already gaining steam at this point, but I think at this point, You'd probably rather have Leo Rush as the heel and Jason Kincaid as the face, but that's not what you get here. Um, the manager obviously comes back out, and there's some more shenanigans, but you do get, you know, a lot of the Leo Rush high spots and Jason Kincaid silliness, and I, I think it really works. 
Yeah, I think this match is just kind of fine. I don't love it. Um, it feels a little sleepwalky in a lot of places. It just don't feel like it catches any rhythm. Which is, I don't know. Maybe I just was out of the groove because these are two guys I typically like. It's a pairing I typically like. So, and I think back in 2016, I liked it. Uh, so, I don't know what just wasn't necessarily clicking with me this go around, but it just didn't feel like super effort on display here. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're kind of flipped from the last match. Why well, I, I really. I thought this was a fun time. I thought it like kind of breathed by and everything looked great. Um, I mean, he still is to this day, but like sometimes like, I I don't know how, I just forget how good Leo Rush is. Like every match I see him, I go, oh yeah, Leo Rush. Like he's just, everything he hits is so clean and looks so good. And uh, I was glad he went on and, oh wait, he didn't win, did he? I'm stupid. Uh, Jason (laughs) Kincaid won with manager shenanigans. So I guess I'm not glad he won on. Yeah. So, Leo Rush doesn't move on, but yeah, it feels like he's just on the impression tour still. It's like, hey, I'm going to still look good wherever I go, wherever I'm wrestling. I'm going to come away as one of the top folks that you're going to want to watch out for going forward. Especially at this point, he feels like the perfect guy is like, you want to bring an outsider in for a tournament. Bring in Leo Rush. For sure. For sure. And in fact, it's still good. I don't know how he does it. He doesn't feel like the exciting young start, but he still can deliver. So it felt like for a period of time, he was going to just disappear, which would have been a bummer. And there's definitely a period where he was like, Oh, I'm an artist. And that wasn't good. But at this point, it's like, okay, like, Hey, he's carved out his own little niche. And it's working. I think uh, him and Mike Bailey have have found their roles as like, oh, we were the hot young things of the mid-tens or whatnot. And then we kind of disappeared one for one reason or another and then broke out again. Slash like just found our role on not being stars or anything like that, but finding a role. So... I mean, I mean, bringing them up, him and and talking attorneys, him and Bailey both were awesome in the best of the super juniors. Like that was like the way I talked about it um, was I was like, just watch any of their two matches. Basically, if you think you're going to like it, you're going to like it. Which is nice. It's like, hey, who would have thought those two would be able to like, obviously they had their talent, but we've seen a lot of talented folks like not <laughs> make it out. They both could have just faded into obscurity and never seen them again. Like ACH, like, you know, he had stuff that he was going through. But at the same time, at the end of the day, like, he is no longer wrestling. He is out of it, um, which is very disappointing because he's an incredible professional wrestler. But like, he, we, we will not be able to see him kind of make it out from being one of those huge bright spots during this time period. Uh, we've devolved here but do you have any other thoughts on this specific match uh no i don't think so i think talk about the final talk about the final everyone loves it it's jason kincaid versus anthony henry versus jimmy ray versus chase owens versus jordan cage versus ali shabazz dan 
You love it or love it? <laughs> well, I love it. Um, it's funny because like I said we this is the third six way elimination final we've covered. Both of those other ones are, I believe, near an hour long. Yeah. Or at least forty minutes plus. This one, I think, it feels like it's like twelve minutes long. Oh, it's super quick. It just it's breezes so right quick. By. Um, you start out with Henry and Rave, so that's great. And then Ali Shabazz gets in there, and he's like immediately like instantly eliminated with the top rope backstabber by anthony henry so now it's like why did you book ollie to just get destroyed in this first match and then just do nothing the final i thought that was so funny i was like i just imagine like just being told like that's where you, you got two matches tonight you don't do shit in either of them um but this i think this was good yeah good there enough, we go because like it's Six guys and mostly five guys. Um, Surprise. And they're all good ish, except Jordan Cage, obviously. But he, the, the, we'll get it to him in a second. So it's just like everything's fast paced, there's fast eliminations. Um, the big story is that like Jordan Cage gets hurt on the outside and he does the like, we all forget about him thing, which is a weird story to pull in a short match. But it kind of worked. Um, I think that it ends up being, geez, I don't have the greatest notes, and this has been a while, but it was Chase Owens and was it Chase Owens and Jason Kincaid at the end before Jordan Cage came back in? Yeah, so essentially this is building yeah. towards the central rivalry of this region of NWA Smoky Mountain, of the NWA Junior scene. Um, of the region. This is one of the, that, that's the headline. Kincaid yeah. versus Owens. Like that is, they've had to wrestle a hundred times. It's absurd. So Chase Owens now being a bigger star, Jason Kincaid, being, like you were mentioning with all the Leo Rush matches, he has now kind of broken the containment field. And like, he's a, not a big star, but he's like, Hey, he's a touring act now. He's working the scene. Um, so it felt like, oh, it's a big deal that they're now going to be like culminating some of that rivalry in a high stakes matchup here, which makes the ending very funny. See, that's funny. I didn't realize I just looked up. I didn't realize how much they had wrestled in the NBA Smoky Mountain. It's a lot. Yes, this is. <laughs> it's kind of absurd. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have wrestled so many times across I'm not going to count it. Like, it's so many that I'm not going to count it because I don't have time for that. <laughs> Normally, I would go, like, boom, boom, oh, it's seven. It's more than seven, folks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's I'm not going to count it. But, I mean, again, I just said positive things. I want to say something I thought was really, really funny, and I like Jason Kincaid a lot. I just – I like his baby face work better, I think, because, like, he does the thing where he goes, die, Chase, die. He screams it, and then he hits him with a crossbody, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Especially even now knowing like they have a story rivalry. It's like, I'm going to kill you with a cross body. Ricky Steamboat style. Um, but yeah, essentially I said that it's, that's the big time in match. And the announcers do a really good job of like playing it up. Like Owens has won before George Cage runs back in <laughs> and gets the pin. Um, like, and they did a good job of that too, where he comes back in, gets like the quick pin, Chase Owen kicks out. And they have Chase Owen kicks out of a bunch of stuff. And then um, Chris Richards comes out 
and I guess turns on Chase Owens because Chase Owens doesn't want his help. And just and to be gives clear, Jordan Page to win. You have no no one on this podcast who's listening has heard of Chris Richards. I, I've watched the show. I haven't heard of Chris Richards. Correct. He is just a big, large, bald man. Yeah, he's a scary looking man. And apparently, him and Chase were friends. He tried to help Chase win. Chase said no. So Chris, you know, I think he choke slammed them. Fucked him up. Yeah. And then Jordan Cage gets the win by doing absolutely nothing. And that's that's funny to me. And Jordan Cage, not good, but like in this match he was fine because he wasn't in it. It's so funny. Like, I obviously knew how this match went. Uh, I'm losing it. And <laughs> watching it back, I'm like, man, like I don't remember Jordan Cage getting out of this. How does this finish go again? Like, he's got to get back into the match, but how does that happen? And it just happens in the silliest way possible. And the fact that he doesn't actually do anything to win still, despite all these advantages, so good. Now, is it good in the context of, hey, if I'm going to these shows, like, every single month, and this is, like, the big tournament show, and this is how it ends, I don't know how I'm feeling, but see, I was wondering about that. Like, I kept saying to myself, and like, I wrote in my notes, like, I don't know enough about Smoky Mountain lore. How do I feel about a lot of this stuff? And I think that would really piss me off. But as a guy just p- jumping in, hilarious. <laughs> so, you know what? There you go. You know, Tony Gibbons, Booker of the Promotion, great guy ish. I don't know. I take that back. Don't know him that well. <laughs> He's done a lot of booking for this territory. So I kind of knew him through that. It's just, I don't know what he's doing, but a huge brain. Like Now, I can tell you how one member of the audience felt about this. Which one? His name was Sam. He gave it a standing ovation. Yeah. You jumped yeah. to your feet. Clap. Standing ovation. No one else jumps to their feet. I'm telling you, I'm That's losing I, that. If I didn't know you were at the show before then, I would have known then because you jump up. And just lose your mind. And I'm like, I'm, and like, it kind of like affirmed for me because I'm the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, is this really funny? This is really funny, right? And I see you jump it's up and go, okay, so Sam good. thinks so too. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's still funny. Like, <laughs> I I can't say this tournament is terrible. We'll get to it. I can't say it's terrible purely because they do this move. It's just like, man, that's good. Like, I've been here like two hours and this is what they do, this is how they wrap it up. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> and like you said, like I get like if I have come monthly and I had been every month since the last tournament, I don't know if I'd find it funny. But like as the only NWA Smoky Mountain Cup I'm watching, such a great finish. And then I also think I always think that I think like six man tags are like cheating at pro wrestling. Like I think they're always fun or always have the I always have the capacity to be pretty fun pretty easily. A six way elimination match that is this short is really hard to make bad, I think. Yeah, you just like run through your shit. It works. Yeah, like it's not going to you're not going to have a match if you do a six way this short. You're not going to have a match that's going to be like match of the year. Remember, but like it. I mean, it was really fun. And then the it finish is really funny. Like, uh, I think you, I don't I don't want to segue instantly into it, but I think you can tell what my match of the night is. I freaking loved it. I think people should just if you're going to just watch one thing, you would think I'd say the rave. You Matthew, can't Matthew, though, Matthew. right? Because like this, I'll tell you this: you can watch twenty other matches that featured Jimmy Raven, Kyle Matthews, 
you can only watch one match like this. And what other Jordan Cage match are you ever going to watch? Uh, you, you can't. You can't. He's so not good at this professional wrestling thing. And yet, just he does it. He makes it work here. Um, I don't know how you could sustain this like through actual booking, but whatever. See, I wish I would love a like I would love a thing where he just never does any real wrestling. Like he just never like he's just the champion. Like he's Roman Reigns. Sure. But he doesn't but instead of like the 40 minute Roman Reigns main events, he's just winning with like schoolboys and cheating. I think it's funny. But again, I'm not paying to sit in the audience. So real. So real. Ugh. All right. So we got our match of the tournament out of the way, right? Did Is that just... you to final? Oh, yeah. For sure. God. Now, the other thing, the worker is really, really hard. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can say mine first if that helps at all. Okay. I mean, you, you didn't think it was difficult to narrow it down? Like, sort of, kind of. But okay. I think I'm going with Chase Owens. Not a good person. I don't think. I know I didn't say the front, but just to say out loud, not a good person. Oh, is he canceled? He's canceled. I cannot. There's got to be some sort of. It's the South also. Like, so like spreadsheet. Um, Miners involved, I'm pretty sure. The awful oh, thing. Um, wrestling school. What are you going to do? Moving on. But he's good here, I think. The match with Chase, I, Ethan Chase, Ethan Case, I dig. I think it's good. Um, tournament, he is one. Of, he's the star of the tournament. He is the, the, the main great force of that thing and I think he does a good job in that role and then he has to be the guy that <laughs> the, the big baby face that gets ultimately conquered uh, he has to make that believable and enjoyable and worth it and I think he does I think he does I think everything you're saying makes sense and when I'm thinking of who I wanted to be the worker of the tournament I still had Chase Owens like fourth there we go. Uh, I third. I'm gonna go fourth. Chase Owens. Third. Leo Rush. Second. Jimmy Rave. One. Anthony Henry. He's so cool. I know he didn't do a lot, and I shit talked his first round match, and he's like the second one eliminated. Everything he hits looks amazing, though. Everything he does looks cool, and that was enough for me because it was just so hard for me to pick because no one stood out to me, and it probably is Jimmy Rave. But like it just like I said, like that it was almost boring to me. And I went with Anthony Henry. For sure. And I considered Jordan Cage. I get it. I respect it. But I think if I liked the Ethan Case match better, I would understand I would be with where you are because he is like the glue of the final. Yeah. Chase Owens. But I just that it was just I didn't hit for me the Ethan Case match. So didn't I couldn't I couldn't pick him. You know what? I respect it. I respect it. Uh, we got our match of the tournament. We got our performance of the tournament. Is it just rating time? Is it just I think it's just rating time. 2.25. I went with, with 2.5. Wow. You're just a huge fan. Like, you're a big fan. It's This is like the thing with, like, the, the final needs to be good. The final being good makes up for a lot of the earlier sins. It's true. That's so real. I get it. Because, because that's when I'm writing down my way. That's when I'm walking away thinking, what did I think of that show? And I, I walked away laughing. Like, I think if this had Chase Owens 
and Jason Kincaid, the final two, and Chase Owen wins, and we took this long to record this episode, I don't think I remember the final. Like, I think I had to be staring at my notes. But, like, when we got to the final, I was like, I remember the very, very end for sure. Yeah. And and I, it's I mean, it's not like, I don't think people should be going out of their way to watch it, but it's a shorter show. If, and uh, If, if yeah. I recall correctly, this tournament does work as an entry point for Smoky Mountain in a lot of ways. For whatever that's worth. It's like, oh, I want to see some wrestlers I know of that I think are pretty good. All right, you got the Leo Rushes. Um, Chase Owens and Jason Cade are regulars, but, like, they're good. It's just like, okay, like, there is a certain bar to this. It's like, okay, like, hey, at least you're getting some of the top star, top actual good wrestlers in this promotion. Some folks I actually know of who I know are pretty decent one way or the other. And then you also have kind of like folks like Sean Schultz, who's like terrible, bad. Wouldn't watch him if I was paid. Um, yet, it's like, okay, like you're getting the full smoke amount experience. That's the kind of wrestler you should expect. Him and Ali Shabazz, like that's sort of like what regularly is there. So I think there is something to a tournament capturing the essence of a promotion like this, which I like. Does that make the tournament itself good? I don't know, but it's something. It's not nothing. I see. I was. I mean, I did actually think about that. I mean, as much as I said I liked the two point five, I did. I did think about the rating a lot because I do think that I spent a lot of time saying that I want there to be a story of the tournament. I want there to be a point to the tournament, and whether or not you agree with the point, this tournament had a goal. Yeah, and I think. I think. I bet. What what you say the booker's name was? Tony Gibbons. I bet Tony Gibbons was very very happy after the show. Oh yeah, you better. You better gosh darn believe it. Like it accomplished what he wanted. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got what he needed. He got what he needed. I, I got nothing else, Dan. That's kind of the wrap of the show. No, I think we should let people know what we're doing next and that, let them know that we don't know when we're doing it. Yeah, so next episode, we will be doing the one and only Ted Petty Invitational 2004. We're going to be watching the remastered cut on IWTV. I don't know. Do we announce if we're doing it with someone yet? I've not confirmed that. Wow. Well done, Dan. Well then, We might have someone on. We might not have someone on. Who knows? But that will be out a little later uh, as I'm moving also, it's a longer tournament, so we're going to use both of these things as excuses to postpone that. We might do something in between. Who knows? Not a tournament. Maybe it's 30 minutes of talking about this Shinya Hashimoto card that I'm buying off the internet. I don't know. Beats me. But if it's not until later on, stay tuned for TPI. 2004. Dan, any plugs? Uh, just follow me on Twitter, Dan underscore Rice 88. Um, listen to everything on the network. And you can follow us 
on Twitter at WDKWPN on Twitter to keep up with all the shows on the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network. I can't believe winning time was 